0: Welcome to your sanity safe space With your favorite YouTube podcast duo Or at least one of them, it kinda depends And probably some rando too But no complaining, cause this is free, free. This is Beauty and the Beta Bonus Audio Content And welcome to the show. This week, Blonde sat down with fellow YouTuber Tree of Logic to discuss the future of Europe and racism and other issues of the day. I personally found Tree through her excellent breakdown of I think every lie Sean King has ever told. So if you would like a crash course on all of his dishonesty, Tree of Logic is your one-stop shop in addition to other great content. If you like what you hear, and I hope that you will. Please do check Tree out if you haven't already. And tell her we sent you if you do. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
1: And we are live. Sorry for the delay, guys. I'm here with Tree of Logic. Um, Neither of us has d- have done a hangout. I haven't done one on my channel before. And Tree um hasn't either. And so we had a little bit of a tech issue, which I'm happy to say was not my fault. Boom. First no, time ever. <laughs> So no, she was just telling me
0: about that. Tell me about it, Tree. Hey, can ask the chat, can they hear me okay? Because I just um I just put my mic up on my um uh on my stand here. I am all kinds of messed up, man. I can't this this oh but actually I, I know it's a delay. I know it's a delay, but um it's okay. I let him know a little while ago. Somebody okay. in the chat
1: was like, bitches always making men wait. <laughs> I'm like fair that enough
0: so, that is so fucking true and you know what here's the thing I can't even um Uh. okay I'll, we're switching back and forth okay I see I wanted to see if I can control okay there we go I I, I really really apologize for this shit I really really oh, do oh. this is just it, this was Google changed everything they changed everything so uh, as you can see I'm under my trolling account so let me explain And if anybody can see, I can't see the chat. So I, they could be calling me all kinds of monkeys and bitches and everything like that. (laughs) And I have no idea because I can't see the chat because it's like, I'm inside your, I'm inside the invite, but I had to go to my trolling account. So let me explain what my trolling account is all about. Um, because what it is, is that uh, people who are not used to YouTube, they changed it to where if you had separate YouTube channels, they connected underneath your primary account. And now they won't let you join that uh, any hangout if you're not underneath your brand account. And my original account has my full freaking name on it or anything like that. So it's like, it's going to dox me. And and I had no problem doxing myself to blonde, you know, so that's my girl, you know. We cool, and so I had to uh, I had to actually sign into my trolling account, and this is the account. Now the trolling account is an account that I created called Shaquita, Miss Shaquita, and, <laughs> and honey, she a ratchet ass mess, okay? And um, she got a green wig. If anybody if anybody goes to the to the YouTube page, I mean the, the Google the uh, YouTube channel, you're gonna see me with a fucking green wig with these eyelashes <laughs> with this black lipstick, and I'm going. To all my African brothers and sisters in racist America. So what I was doing, I created this fictional character to see if I can get it monetized. Because you know YouTube has have, uh, didn't monetize me. I, they they um, they rejected my AdSense account twice last year, and I think I was the test dummy for that. Because now they have been starting to deny a lot of people. A lot of people is like. AdSense don't get denied. I said, mine's dead asshole. Ass, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you got to apply for a nigga denying. what I did was I had all of my videos uploaded. First of all, I had two black anti-black lives matter, uh, videos uploaded. Then I had an anti-Islam video uploaded. Then I did a video uh, about going against the, um, is Islamic immigration in Germany. And then I decided I was going to apply for AdSense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and and once I did that- get in
1: before you put anything controversial. (laughs) I did
0: not know. I did not know. No one told me to get your application in first and then upload your videos being original. No, they saw, they was like, oh no, we can't have this type of black up here getting money for monetization to spread the truth. So they denied me, they denied me twice. And so I said, you know what? I bet you if I get an account showing that I am a racist black woman who talks against- uh, white people, someone kill whitey. Talk about their dogs, and I mean, I'm su- I swear to God, I was so fucking racist <laughs> on this channel. And guess what, girlfriend? I got what? monetized. I got monetized. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> so when so that's the, so. But here's the thing: they monetized the account. I got money for being racist as a racist black woman. And then recently, two weeks ago. Even though I'm monetized, no ads show up on my account. So I was like, well, that's that's the internet there going on experiment. But it did it did show go to show that uh, YouTube is prejudiced.
1: Yeah, yeah. But this ad revenue thing is no joke. Like I'm at like $10 a month now of ad revenue. It's knew- it's crazy. But they're not demonetizing me. They're just not showing any ads. And so I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm not getting demonetized anymore. Everything's fine. And then like I look at my revenue last month and I was like, what? Oh my god! Oh mm-hmm. my god! Like new content creators, they can't make a living doing this anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's it's to me it's it's crazy. But I was just going to show people that uh, uh, no, that that YouTube is basically pro SJW. They're pro Black Lives Matter. They're pro racist. And for me to get an account and they get paid to be a racist Black advocate of um, pro Black uh, movement, that was just crazy.
1: Man. Was your video on Sean King demonetized?
0: I, that channel has never been monetized. That channel oh, has never been. Oh, that's right. Cause the, yeah,
1: yeah. Cause you got rejected from the game. Yeah. It. I ah.
0: got rejected. So I, I never had a problem everybody else was having. My channel has never been monetized. Thank God for my, um, for my subscribers. Uh, because they really helped me out, man, because I'm telling you, when I got, de- de- uh, de- when they denied me the second time, I was like, <sighs> and then, hold on, it all, I got, I got denied the second time, and then Germany put a warrant out on me. So it was like, wow, I'm having a wonderful day
1: here on YouTube. Oh, you know man, Okay, for my subscribers that don't know Tree, um, I did an interview with her a few months ago, uh, and we talked a little bit about how much can you share about your situation in, in Germany? I know when I we can talk share about everything
0: it, about my situation. If you could just
1: give my subscribers a quick rundown on what happened to you there and what you were charged with, I'm sure they'd be really interested in that. My parents had a lot of questions about that too. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I, the only thing I can't, the only thing I can't, let me put my headphones on because for some reason I'm not showing you, girlfriend. I don't see you. Hold on a second. I know it's like these helpers are not—they're so unorganized. <laughs> okay, there we go. I can hear you. Um, here's the thing with me in Germany: the only thing I can't tell you is the name of the businesses. But uh, and I, if you go to my video that says uh, that's titled "Illegal Immigration," you'll see all the things I had to go through in order to get a um, a residence permit in order to legally live in Germany. And so what it is is that I moved to Germany in 2010 and I started a business there and basically I didn't like the fact that they didn't have uh, good self defense uh, laws and they, they, of course you can't have a gun, uh, for self defense and coming from someone who's not only a member of the NRA and a former police officer and a gun lover. All right. Um, I just, I I was like, well, I feel safe here in Germany. I can do that. So I lived in Berlin for two years. Yeah. I lived in Berlin for two years, moved to Munich for three years. And the, the year that Merkel had invited everyone to come, uh, excuse me, (laughs) she invited the Syrian refugees into, uh, Germany, um, I was told, cause I lived, I lived in a village that was in Munich and basically it was the media is so controlled by, um, by Germany's government that we were told right. that, that the Syrian refugees was a good thing that there have, they showed all the you know, they always show children to push a propaganda. And so they were showing how, Oh, look at Bees like we we saved them in their home and they're just showing them, you know, giving them clothes, feeding them, all this bullshit. And so basically, um when I came back to America uh in the winter of 2015, because I never stay in um, in Germany during the winter season. It's too cold and they got a lot of snow and I can't right. hang. So then I came back, and when I came back, that's when I realized that. They were, they were very rapey, these refugees, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I found out that they were attacking German citizens. I found And then when the whole thing, uh, and wasn't that in Cologne with the whole rape epidemic on January the 1st? What yeah. was that? No. Yeah. Okay. When that happened, and then the German police tried to hide it along with German government telling Google to remove it, telling them to remove it off of Facebook, telling them to remove it off of all the social medias, I was right. like, Oh my God! What the hell is this? Is this real? And so I started to learn the truth about the refugees. And it turns out
1: that it was a bunch of North African men that were employed by the German government to keep the area safe during. Uh, yeah, I think like sixty of them were were actually employed by the by the government by the police force.
0: Um, what is? Can you explain this this crazy love for the African people? All of a sudden, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> See, see, blonde, I can say this shit. You can't, you know. I'm saying, apparently, according to social media. So, I, I, can somebody explain where this Because as a black woman, I don't even trust them. So, I'm trying to figure, like, how in the hell did Germany think it was a good idea to do that? I
1: mean, is that a rhetorical question? I have no idea. When I, when no, I went to actually, Germany, not. I was just
0: like baffled. <laughs> like, what? I was wondering, oh. did you have any insight? Why did they thought that was a good idea? Why not hire? Uh, German police or surveillance or anybody who's been living in Germany um, for for all their life to do the job. I'm trying probably just
1: to- a big virtue signal. I mean, they think that they're like a colorblind people, and they're like, oh, this person is just as likely to commit a rape as this person, so it doesn't matter.
0: Unbelievable. But when I uh, when I was here in America, I realized that I was lied to, and that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I gotta get the hell out of um Germany because if if because I, I, I started to uh understand that I'm not safe there. Um uh, let me just say this. They're, these little knuckle hands are very short. So I could fuck up two of them with you know, when this one can get this hand and the other one can get this hand, okay? But you're like a big Rocco, re- right? You're pretty tall.
1: <laughs> Aren't you? Yeah. I don't know, I've never seen you, IRL. How tall are six, you?
0: I'm six foot three.
1: Damn. That Did is a tree that? of a woman. Is that?
0: Yeah. That's what I call me. That's why I, I call me. That's my nickname is real. My real nickname is tree. Actually. That's a good name. I like it. I yeah. Like it. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, in, in Germany, they have the, the worst self defense laws, say for instance, that if I'm in my apartment or my condo or my home and someone, a male breaks into my home and he tries to rape me or kill me. If I take a knife cuz we can't have guns. If I take a knife and I stab him with it and call the police and the ambulance and he starts to bleed. If he dies on his way to the hospital, I get charged with murder. That's
1: outlandish. I think I heard something similar That's with how mace, it is in Germany. That some woman got charged. I think it was in Germany.
0: Yeah, um, you can't, Yeah, no no, America. it was in Germany. It was in Germany. You can't uh you can't have mace. Um, if you see, here's the thing with German self defense laws you have to s- stop your attacker and you have to stop him without causing extreme bodily harm. And if he goes to the hospital for any serious injuries, you will be charged. Why the hell? And I didn't know this about Germany, I, 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 this was. I was totally ignorant about the self-defense laws because that's outrageous. I outrageous
1: because your average person can't find that balance between incapacitating somebody and not killing them and so if somebody's trying to rape me like I, I'm just gonna try to kill them I mean I think every person is
0: is like that um I, I definitely won't kill them yeah. <laughs> I, I only that's all I know how at my training doesn't teach me anything else my training doesn't teach me that if somebody has a knife, And they're trying to actually kill me or rape me. My training doesn't say let me hit you in the ankle, so so you don't bleed. I I don't know how to do that. I know how to go straight for the chest. I know how to go straight for the neck. I don't know how to protect myself from someone who's trying to kill me or rape me in any other way than to hit a vital organ or an artery. I just don't.
1: And the average woman, that's all that she can do if she even has a shot of overpowering even a small man.
0: Yeah. And the rapes were were worse. Women were being kidnapped, Um, also the deaths. And then what was really worse was the the children um, getting um, molested in the uh, pools and raped in the pools. And so I, I made a decision, I said, I got to get out of Germany. And unfortunately I left there broke. I had a very, very um, successful business and I also had a condo. I had to, in order for Germany, Now Germany is very crooked. Okay. They're, even the Germans can't deny the fact that the German government will garnish your wages for anything they feel is, is, is right to them. All right, Uh, And they always have these fictitious taxes that they want to take out of your account. That has happened to me. And uh, I even talked about it on my video where I had some bogus tax um, taken out of my account because there's no privacy. And, And the only way I can explain this to people is like this here in America. Imagine that every time you open a bank account, the IRS has a connection to it. Every bank account you have, the IRS has a connection to it. So therefore, if they want to garnish your wages or if they want to take money out of your account, they don't have to go to the court system. They don't have to file anything. They can just go in there, push some numbers and take out money. That's how it is in Germany.
1: It's outrageous. So you were teaching women self-defense. I know you told me a little bit about that um, before, and that really interested me because you actually studied migrant behavior by by watching them. Um, yeah. And something that I talk about in one of my videos, and we talked when I was in Germany, I was amazed at how sexually aggressive these migrants were, especially outside of um, the university in Freiburg. And so we talked about that a little bit. If you could just tell us a little bit more um, about what you observed and what you learned from watching them.
0: When my sister, and now, by the way, you, you guys are going to hear me say family. Um, the, the the German, my German family, are, they are not my biological family. Um, I don't have anything to do with my biological family. Um, we don't get along, obviously, being a black uh, conservative. Um, I just, I don't have anything to do with them. So when I was in Germany, I had a group of, uh, of people, mama, daddy, grandmama, every, you know, all the people, that I consider them my family. We, I love them like my family. <sighs> I can't really tell, <laughs> I get emotional oh, when I talk about okay. it. Oh, it's okay, oh.
1: And you can't talk to them now because you had to leave Germany. Oh, it's okay. I'm Teresa. sorry. No, no, it's all right. This is a really tumultuous situation. I mean, most people don't know what it's like to get kicked out of a country and have to leave everybody you know there.
0: And... Uh, shit, I didn't mean to cry on fucking... <laughs> I'm it's sorry, okay? guys. I'm sorry. I've anyway. seen
1: Stefan Molyneux cry, like, at least five times. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. Um, my sister was uh, gang raped. And... Um, uh, I flew back over there in June to uh, to help her out, try to get her to come t- with me to America. And uh, uh, basically, um, uh, she was she almost blamed herself actually, and I had to get her out of that mindset. She was saying that for some reason it's not really their fault; they're uncivilized. So the reason why they're here in America, in Germany, is to get civilized. And I got her out of that mindset that Germans have this victim complex. I can't even, I can't even explain, you know what I'm saying? So I said uh, to the rest of my family and to all the other women, I said, gather all the women. I said, I need to teach you guys self-defense. I need to teach you how to um, to protect yourself from these people. And so what I did with me, a, another guy and a very good friend of mine, is we went out and I said, I'm going to observe these. These uh these uh immig- these uh, refugees rape refugees and I said um, I'm gonna show you what I'm seeing. So what we would do is we'll go to the um the uh, place where they will hang out, and there's uh uh Germ- there's two German bus stations that they hang out in. They hang out at the park, and they hang out at the bus. They hang out um, near o- uh, abandoned um businesses where they can right. easily that has corridors dark corridors where they can drag the woman and bring her in there so what they do it's like it's about five or six of them they get one or two to grab her bring it into the back of the alley they have two other Muslims uh, stand up front and watch guard so they just in case the screams alert someone they will distract anyone from going back there and helping her. And then once the other three finished raping her, the guys, the other two who stood on guard will go back and take their turn. And then they switch posts. So I saw how they were operating. I knew, I saw how short they were. And of course, for someone like me, that's very short. Okay. So I, I was explaining that when they rape women, they're not raping them with weapons. And that, that was a good thing. Unfortunately, it's a bad thing for uh, Germans who were actually brutally hurt or, or accidentally, not accident, not necessarily accidentally killed. But like I said, if they got injured severely, they would still get charged or fined. And if they get killed, if, if excuse me, if they get severely injured, they would get the the woman would get fined or jailed. And if they die, she would definitely go to jail. So <clears throat> I had to show them how to protect themselves to the point where it's less likely that they will kill the person. Right. And, uh, and this is what I was doing. So I gambled, it was about 25 30 women and even some older women were there because you know, they don't have a limit on who they rape. They actually rape, um, old women. Um, there is a, I did a story on this where they raped a 79 year old woman who was going to visit, uh, her sister's grave. They raped her in the graveyard. So, you know, even older women were not safe from these people. And I had to show them self-defense techniques so that what happened to my sister won't happen to them. And basically we, the whole time I was there, cause I really was there to take care of her, to get her mindset, not necessarily just... She was in the hospital. She got out of the hospital by the time I got flew, got it, flew there, cause I was in America when it happened. And I just really had to work on her mind in reference to self-blaming. And when a woman is raped, they all kinds of things go in their mind, and and it's, they, also it affects their sex life for the rest of their lives. And I had to get make sure that she kind of get the therapy that she need, but they don't have that in Germany. So anyway, yeah, I was teaching I was teaching this in my main but my main concern was to make sure that my other sister didn't get raped either and to just make sure that everybody I know and who they know and love could protect themselves from these people.
1: Do you know if she made a recovery? I know that you have limited she, contact with these people.
0: She's in Poland and they um my uh other sister said that she is actually um getting psychological help, but and I'm uh, this is going to sound, I, I, I don't, maybe I, I love my country and I believe that nothing against Poland because I love Poland. I love my Polish people. I wish I got a chance to go over there, but I don't think that, that because Poland doesn't have a rape crisis. I don't think that the psychological therapy that she's receiving over there can be better than what she can get here in America. It, it, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: So what do you think is going to be the, the future of Germany and France um, and Western Europe as a whole, the EU? I mean, you've seen more than any American that I know in Germany.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually um, uh, in France, uh, I I did a video, as you know, where I for the last two weeks before the election, I said, the French are not going to elect Le Pen, bo. Yeah, they're not going to elect her. I'm telling you, she's not going no, to I win. I remain optimistic, but, like, I think,
1: I think I knew. And, like, I saw a few YouTubers that I really liked were like, yeah, she's definitely got it in the bag. But I just didn't think there were enough parallels between the election with Trump. And I was like, their polling data seemed more accurate. And uh, they had less of, um, of a gap. It wasn't, like, 20 points like it was with Macron and Le Pen. And so I was like, I don't think that... I don't know. I didn't expect it to be a fucking landslide though.
0: (laughs) No, she wasn't going to win. I knew she wasn't going to win because I know French people. You know what I'm saying? I too was hoping that she would have a chance. But when I saw the first, when I saw the first runoff, the results from that, I was like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And that's when I made the video before then saying, you know what? Guess what? she's not going to win. And I made that video, like I made a video on Friday. And then I made another video the day before. And man, the French people came and trashed me. It was like, (laughs) you you don't know nothing. You American monkey. Ah, You know nothing. We French. We're going to get Le Pen. And I said, bitch, this is what y'all going to fucking do after the yeah, people love yeah. oh, you see my white flag? Like, it's so soft.
1: Yeah. 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 People love France, motherfuckers. yeah. Oh, you're so right on. I don't know. I told you this before, but like every time I go to France, they're such cocks to me about not speaking French that I'm like, all right. You know, they're nationalists. They love their culture. Maybe they've got something like in there. And then time after time they just be, you know. They're just these pussies, these froggy pussies. They
0: are assholes. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I love France, it's really sad to me because I can just see that the terrorist attacks that are gonna happen. Five years, that feels like an eternity, especially in the political cycle. Think about five years ago, I mean, I've only been on YouTube for a year, and it's, it's like, yeah! can you imagine what's gonna happen in five years? I don't even know um, if France, it'll be an Islamic state by then, God. <laughs>
0: here's my thing in reference to France, um, France did exactly what I knew they were going to do because they love multiculturalism as much as Germany does. What people, what I need to say to my American people, hear me out. Okay. Stop comparing us to them. We are nothing alike. Um you're going to be surprised to hear this but back in 1998 when I visited France for the first time Did you say 1998? Yeah, 1998. 1998. I've been there twice, 1998 and 2012. Because I wanted to see has things changed when I came back for 2012. Cuz let me explain what happened in 1998. In 1998, um, we, of course, went to France and I noticed as a black woman that I was seeing a whole lot of Africans all over the place. And I'm saying to myself, am I in Nairobi? Is this Kenya? (laughs) I thought I'm in Paris. (sighs) And so, um, come to find out. Uh, we made friends with a couple of, uh, uh, black, um, um, French people, you know what I'm saying? They actually are. Their parents are from, um, Kenya. Okay. And so, uh, there's African ghettos cause they invited us to come out to a celebration they had. And it was like, you need to be with odd people. You need to be with odd people. Don't be here with them. Be with odd people and listen now it's, it's about five of us two of us are black three of us are white okay so they t- <laughs> so they told us if they if we come we can't bring our white friends <laughs> 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 now i'm curious cuz i'm like there's a city like dc in um in in, in france girl lord have mercy We, you know, we took him point in our offer and actually um got a ride over there and it's straight up African ghettos. I mean, and graffiti, rap music, they don't wear their pants half off their ass, but you know saying they they got the they got the whole the 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 uh baseball cap down, you know saying? just straight thuggish, just like you see in a regular ghetto in America. And I said, wow, I was like Oh my God, France got ghettos! They got <laughs> fucking ghettos! And um, um, the, the, the whole loud music, the African people were black people alone, like myself. We are loud. And when we're loud and when we start talking, sometimes we can be a little aggressive. If you're not used to that, you'll be very intimidated. And basically, it was as if I was back in Washington D.C. Except I'm hearing a, a, a an accent. So that was a cultural shock in itself to let me know. Oh, by the way, got one more thing. the The country that has the best welfare system is France. France gives so much free shit for any and everything especially for immigrants this is the reason why it's better than germany or sweden way better than germany and sweden put together wow and this is the reason why so many africans uh were coming in droves to uh france before merkel had her migration program this is way before so they were actually the recipients of, of the welfare benefits of France, and um, and it, it was amazing because just like in the ghettos here in America, you had women, African women, who had four, five, six, seven kids. Okay, so this was in 1998. We came back in 2012. Now we're seeing a whole bunch of Arabs. So now. <laughs> No, but hold on, hold on, we're seeing two different cultures here, but it's not like it is now. We're seeing more Muslims, you know, ref- not refugees, They were immigrants coming. So now the ghettos are filled with your Africans and your Arabs, and they kind of interchange in itself, okay? Now, that was in 2012. From what I've heard, it has quadrupled in size. To where you have some areas in Paris, outside of Paris, and other cities, where if you were to go there, you would be the only white person there. I wasn't mad at Lauren Sutherland. Southern. I keep messing up that girlfriend's last name. I, I'm. I was not mad at Lauren Southern, where she said, "What did she say in her tweet?" She said, um, "I'm trying to spot the real European." I think that's what it was. Yeah, I don't believe that was a racist comment. I believe that was true to form. However, she was unaware of the fact that, um, millions of Africans have been invited by like third generation. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. She was just unaware of the history there because these are actually a lot of the, the, the African people or African descendants you see are actually, um, Anchor babies or whatever you want to call them. They're actually born in France. So they are French people. So I get what she's saying. Because I was the same way in 1998 when I came to France. I was like, well, where are all the white folks with the berets and the... Sh- and the and the croissants and And baguettes and they're on their scooters
1: smoking
0: (laughs) they were there but it was as if i was in a uh it it was as if i was in georgetown of washington dc and people don't know people are familiar with georgetown you have a mixture of a lot of blacks and whites so it but when i go to my villages in germany i was the only black one there that's what i wanted you know what I'm saying? So it was just, because France has elected Macron, you have to understand this is what they want. Whenever they have a, tor- a, a terrorist, um, whenever a terrorist either runs someone over or blows someone up, or they have the truck of peace, or, or they behead a priest, they don't, they're not outraged like we are outraged here in America. What they do is go cuddle the uh, Muslim and go, We know it's not you. We understand it's not (laughs) your fault. We love you. We know it has nothing to do with Islam. The same shit they do in Germany. The same shit they do in Sweden. Up to
1: a point. But I think at some point, they are just going to uh, push back and it's going to be really bloody.
0: Everybody keeps saying that, but I don't see Just let me have my hope tree. God damn (laughs)
1: Come on, just a little bit of hope. I just, I just don't want to <laughs> see, you know, the the center of the Western world destroyed by Muslims. I, just, I don't either. The I don't thought either. of that, you know, the Louvre, the Louvre. Like, what what happens when a Muslim blows himself up with all that precious art? And I just, I can't. I have to have some hope here, but it seems like France is done. Oh, yesterday before my podcast, I was looking to see what the percentage um, Muslim in, in France is. And I looked for like five or 10 minutes and I couldn't find it because the reporting statistics were uh, really inconsistent. And so they've definitely breached 10%. Um, but when they're I was in Europe, gonna,
0: they're not going to let you know, just like Sweden. They're, right, they're, right. They're, they, But they I think they, have they may
1: more. have a worse demographic problem. Um, I don't know, maybe than Germany.
0: Uh, yes, you would be right. For that, absolutely. And absolutely. when I was
1: in Europe, I was talking to some people from the Netherlands um, that are on the right, but they were like, you know, the first country that's going to fall in Western Europe is going to be France. And that really surprised me because I was always under the impression it was going to be Sweden or Germany. Uh, but maybe it will be France. Um, I mean, the- people keep saying I'm too apocalyptic. Do you think that I'm being too... No! <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't
1: uh, think so either.
0: Girl, you know, I adore you. <laughs> um, it's hard for you to do anything wrong in my eyes because you're just a white toned down version of myself. Um, Excellent. <laughs> so um, I actually have to agree with that because uh, from what I have seen personally before the migration crisis, um, I just saw the domination of um, France by other by after Africans and um, a lot of Asians there too. But um, I would have to say that the, yeah, I agree with that with France because they are so generous with their money and their benefits. And I don't know what's that all about and understand. And I have to also let people know that in Africa, uh, uh, French is the first language for many people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's natural for, if if people are born speaking French in Africa, why wouldn't they migrate to France? Why wouldn't they try to? And, and the thing about it is, is that once you have a couple of uh, people in France who are already natural French citizen, it's easy for them to bring their wife from Africa or their husband from Africa to come on over and have a shitload of babies. I mean, it's just. Europe, and I'm saying this as a black woman, um, I did not go to Germany uh, to see a whole bunch of my people. I just didn't. I, I want to see uh, white people, okay? I want to hear the crazy accents. I want to, I, that's why I fell in love with Germany when I went there in 2010. Unfortunately, I, I fell in love with a, with a lie because <clears throat> I feel very betrayed by Germany what they did to me and my family. I never thought, I I never thought this was something that could happen in the 21st century. Um, And Sweden also surprised me. I never been there, but I would never think that, you know, come on, man, the descendants of Vikings talking about some, uh, yes, it's okay to rape a 10 year old boy because it was it, the the guy the, the the uh Muslim didn't know what no meant. Did you see right. that? The, yeah, did you see that and did that you Muslim? hear
1: about the um the people that I think it was three migrants that live streamed the rave of that Swedish girl? They got off with like 12 months between not 12 only, and 18 months, yeah.
0: Not only that, but uh there is their their act the live stream is just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of the Muslims. Are are actually recording themselves raping these women and are selling these uh, on websites, uh, just like they have snuff websites to see people get ki- kill themselves or get killed. They have uh, websites, porn rep websites uh, in that country where people are paying to see real life rape incidents. It's a very sick world, and these and that's what they're doing. They're actually recording themselves. Raping these women in Sweden and in Germany—that's so horrible. It is horrible. And when it I went there, horrible. I
1: just at by the end of my trip, I was I was kind of disgusted with with Germans and Swedes because I I just couldn't believe their own inability to conjure the will to fight back against what's happening to their culture and their women. And and this is just the end stages of a civilization. And that's what I'm really coming to see. I mean, I know it sounds really black pill, but like some days I'm like, there's just nothing that I can do about this that any of us can do. Maybe it's just too late.
0: I, I loved uh, their culture and I loved German people for who I thought they would, who I thought they were. But if they don't love themselves, if they don't love their culture, there's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can do is, is cherish my memories. If you don't like who you are and if you don't like your skin tone, if you don't like your race, what can I do about it? I can't save you from yourself.
1: Oh, I know. This is like watching somebody self-destruct through like substance abuse or an eating disorder or something like that. it follows all the same patterns.
0: You go to Chinese, you don't see them acting like this. You don't see the Japanese acting like this. Okay. Yeah. So and just, we should take a
1: look at how some other countries treat the most other yeah,
0: countries. Exactly. And and this is, I have one regret because of that warrant. Uh, thanks, Merkel. Uh, <laughs> uh, I regret not going to Poland because the, once upon a time, Polish people used to be the butt of all the jokes. You used to always tell Polish jokes. You can't do that no more. Polish people have elevated to, 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 to respectable levels, to where now they are the ones with the backbone. They're the ones with the gold nads, and they're the oh, yeah, ones yeah. of actually protecting their culture, their country, their women. You can't do the fact that they can carry guns. Mwah! I love you, Poland. I love you. Hungarians okay? are doing a
1: good job too.
0: I, I I wish I I don't know anything about uh, Hungary or the Hungarians. I I've heard they built the wall. So I yeah, love and that. apparently
1: they're taking in uh, like only white refugees. I've I've seen a few articles about this.
0: <laughs> they need to take only Christian refugees. That's what I'm saying. You, know what I'm saying yeah. they ain't got to worry about because the Christians. In uh the Middle East are being killed. It's like a Christian genocide going on over there right now. And I think if if these people are being killed for being Christians, because I don't hear anybody being killed. Well, Muslims kill each other, okay? So you can't say they're being killed for being Muslims because they, you know, they kill each other for whatever reason. Sunni (laughs) and the Shia. I can't keep up with this shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Sunni kills the Shias, whatever. But Here's the they collectively they hate the jews collectively they hate the christians and and oh my god don't be an atheist over there you will get <laughs> sh- <laughs> so it's like anything outside of islam you are you are your life is in jeopardy why can't we accept these people as migrants why can't we or immigrants excuse me why can't we accept these people as refugees that's the real word I was at why do we have to accept people who don't like us who want to who consider us infidels um <clears throat> who basically believe that we are lesser than them and this is in the Quran that this is how they really feel about us? I don't care. Show me your friendly, moderate Muslim, and I ask him a couple of questions, and I will expose his racism, right. excuse me, his exactly. prejudice to you. Okay, stop acting like just because these people I are can do it in two you. or less questions. I bet exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I can start off with the Muhammad one first. Okay, so it's like the thing about it is, is that you know people are are so ignorant of Islam, but you know, and I, let me just say this: the reason why. Uh, the left liberals don't care about the Christians being killed in the thousands in Egypt, in, in any of the Muslim uh, Islamic countries is because they know. And by the way, I'm not a Christian, so don't think I'm a Bible thumper. I'm just saying that I, if, when it comes to my lifestyle when it comes to my morals, I am more in line with Christians than I am with Muslims. So of course I'm going to be defending. I'm going to defend Christians because we can get along. You know what I'm saying? Well, when only I left- one of those groups is trying to eradicate us. Too, exactly. Pretty easy for me. When I left Christianity, all they said to me was Jesus will find your heart and you will come back to us. When, <laughs> when I left Islam, I was told you better watch your back because we will kill you. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Oh God! Here's the thing. I, 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 and somebody said, "Well, why aren't you been? Why aren't you dead?" I said, "Well, first of all, I'm a gun owner, rifle owner, sword owner, machete owner. You know, pick one. They know that I was a former police officer uh, when I joined." uh, Islam. So, you know, when was this? Uh, phew, this was, I only stayed in for a year. I was, um, I a was piece of your history. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. About. Actually people who are subscribed to my channel knows this part about me, but you don't, because we never got a chance to talk about this. But, um, I, uh, in, in my video call, in my video call, 5,000 Q and a, I actually share that part of my life when I was converted out of Christianity to the nation of Islam. and oh, I was, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I was uh, and then I'd, I probably for four months while I was in the nation four or five months in the nation of Islam, <clears throat> I convert I was converted to Sunni Islam, which is the Orthodox uh, Islam. And that's the hardcore Islam. Okay. Because, um, the nation of Islam do not follow the teachings of the prophet Muhammad. Okay. They follow the teachings of Walid Muhammad, who's supposed to be Allah in the flesh because they understand how wicked and evil and nasty prophet Muhammad was. Okay. So they just didn't want to go that route. So basically they just reformed Islam to their own ways by the Elijah, uh, by, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Anyway, so then, you know, I conformed to, to orthodox uh, Islam, which is Sunni Islam. And that's where shit got real because the, <laughs> <laughs> the Quran that the nation of Islam read is not the same Quran that uh, that Sunni Muslims uh, read. And when I actually read the book and the hadiths, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? What the hell did I, and I started to question in your, in your talk, never to question Islam. Okay. The, uh, prophet Muhammad was, was the best thing next to white bread and mayonnaise and some, and, <laughs> and some meat, you know, you were you were, you are conditioned to believe that he was this magnificent benevolent person. This is the reason why when Muslims. Uh, talk about prophet Go, prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. You have to say that shit every time because (laughs) he is elevated to God's that to a deity status. As far as they're concerned, you can't say nothing bad about him. You can even question. And if you do, you're punished. And I was like, and I got out, you know, and when I was starting to question them, they would punish me by like making me sit on the cold floor, um, in my uh in my niqab and actually read the quran and every which is worse and everything let's say they did some they did some hazing they didn't uh, hit me or anything but i was hazed if i the, every time i questioned the quran and so basically um i just stopped showing up and when you stop showing up you start having some you know some muslim people start knocking on your door talking some. how come you haven't been to the mosque lately and and uh yeah it got a little it got a little heated for a minute and then that's when the death stress when i just said i'm not coming back I'm, I'm i'm leaving the religion and then of course they remind me no one can leave islam alive i said i will
1: oh my <laughs> god I said, did
0: you relocate no i just showed them my a- ar-47 <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> and my and my shotgun i'm like Bring that ass. <laughs> Bring that ass, motherfucker. I go to the firing range every week, okay? Oh, man. Well, they're That's, probably scared shitless, I would be. Well, they, they would never. Um, well, it's just like gun control. Um, if you want to help cities like Baltimore, Chicago, any place that has a high murder rate with guns, get rid of gun control, okay? Uh, people don't want to attack people who got guns, um, they want to attack people who they feel they can get an easy target. Just like that um, that that idiot who was driving down the street and shot that elder man. Did you notice he picked the weakest in right. the city? He picked an elder man who had a bag of groceries, walking with a cane, walking very slow. And he tried to sound gangster talking about something. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I didn't kill 14, 15 people. No, he didn't. It was the only one he killed. And he killed someone who who couldn't fight back. That is the mentality of criminals. Criminals are not gonna go after a homeowner or any woman or any man that is caring, okay? Except for gang members. Gang members will go after other gang members, but they try to ambush gang members so they don't get, uh, they're fired back at. Did that make sense? Well, it's a hierarchy thing. It's not so much when you're you're just trying to like be a burglar or something. Yeah, a burglar, (laughs) a rapist, Uh, any kind of criminal who's a very violent criminal will be reluctant to break into a house of a, of a home that they know uh, that has a responsible gun owner in it. Um, They just don't.
1: Hmm. Well, I have one last question for you before we close out. Um, So I shoot guns every once in a while, still get real nervous. I know you are an experienced Gun owner, what can I do <laughs> to stop being nervous handling a firearm? I've I've shot a gun like fifty times, and every time I'm still like, I just I I don't know.
0: What, what kind
1: of gun do you have? Um, wow, I don't know anything about our guns. We got like,
0: <laughs> we got like a okay. Glock. Well, I got on, like come a, on, now. you got to know what kind of gun you
1: got. I, I seriously don't. We have like a Sig Sauer, and there's a Glock in there, but I, I don't. know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so cute. (laughs) I'm not. My my, my boyfriend's leaving soon because he's getting deployed and he's leaving the guns here. And he's like, all right, before I go, you've got to get acquainted. Stop being nervous with them. But I just every time we go to the range, I'm petrified the whole time.
0: Okay, this is what you do. Um, The first thing you need to do is familiarize yourself with a a small gun that's not going to have much of a kick. So see if you can buy yourself a 22. Okay. Um, they got them in cute colors, like pink and lavender, and you can put some, you know, you know, um, stones and stuff on them, you know, you can bedazzle them and shit like that. Um, and then what I suggest is to, uh, go find, uh, Google a gun range in your area and every gun range has an instructor and pay for some gun lessons because these are, these are men nine times out of 10, they're going to be from the military. right? And they're very good at teaching men and women how to breathe, how to hold a gun, the do's and don'ts in reference to loading the gun to holding the gun. They're going to teach you all of the mechanics in reference to the gun. And then they're going to let you shoot and they're going to watch you. They're going to see if you're holding your breath. They're going to see if you're actually breathing. It's very, it's actually a very... I know it sounds crazy, but it's very relaxing once you get used to it. Well, you know I, I say? feel
1: relaxed when nobody at the gun range is around me. And I think that maybe it, I'm not like afraid of, of me mishandling the gun. I think that maybe I'm just nervous at the gun range because I know it's a bunch of people that are inexperienced with guns. And that's what makes me nervous. I I do a lot better there when there's only like one or
0: two other others. You got people who are inexperienced at your gun range?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, don't people go to gun ranges to get experience? Because some of them have got to be inexperienced. Like no, I am.
0: I'm at a gun uh, range. <laughs> I don't mm, not at the gun range as I have been in. Actually, we're very competitive because we can see we can see the results of everybody else's target. <laughs> Did that make you know, when you when you have when they have the target going down uh down your little aisle that you're assigned to? Maybe it's just me because when I'm shooting, I'm looking to see if the person next to me is shooting better than me. And, <laughs> everybody has got to get in the groove. i got I gotta be yeah, yeah, about it. And... people who don't know how to shoot normally shoot in there in the backyard of some trailer park or someplace like that. i don't I don't think that they actually go to a uh you it's just like a basketball
1: court. If you There's want selection to... bias for people that are probably good with guns, that's what you're saying.
0: Ah, yeah. okay. you'll have more people who are really great with guns who are more experienced at a gun range than not. That's so true. because they're there to improve their craft. And now, you know, me, whenever I get a new one, that's when I get a new gun, I go to the gun range so I can be an expert with that gun. But if you're not used to it, then you would get a 22 and start off with this. You can get used to the loudness. You can get used to the recoil and things like that and get comfortable holding something so powerful in your hand. Yeah. And that's the thing. You're, you're actually, your mind is in the fact that I have a deadly weapon in my hand. You got to get that out and think like, this is, here. this is my rifle. This is my kind an extension I'm... of my arm. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, we are one. This is, we are together. We are unified. All right? And, uh, and once you get into that Zen like stage, Then you'll move up to a nine millimeter and then you move up to 40, 40. And then you start, once you get comfortable with the guns, then you can really have fun and go to the rifles. And I'm telling you, shooting rifles is way better than shooting guns. It's orgasmic. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so serious. I, I'm telling you, when you start getting to the level when you're shooting rifles, you're, you're not going to want to start. You, you will practice more with your handguns, but you're going to be in love with rifles. I, I, once I got to the point where I'm into rifles, now everything I have been buying ever since then have been rifles. Better accuracy, right? Yeah. Better accuracy, better accuracy and more powerful. And <laughs> it can shoot long distance. So it's like, you, know. <laughs> so
1: you hear that Muslims, no one come for tree.
0: She's not coming back to Nation of Islam. You can't make
1: her long range blow off your head. And that's a great note to close on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you much for coming tree of logic you guys can find her channel um linked below i did not put that in the description but i will as soon as i post this and yeah we we had a uh, like 500 viewers at one point that's really oh yeah my totally God, wow. so tree of logic everybody if you're listening please subscribe oh and i gotta thank a few people that that gave me some monies Paul shear gave me ten dollars and he said why don't you ever answer your patreon messages Ew, sorry sorry bro <laughs> all right I'll do that i'll do that soon Then Rusty Shackleford gave me $2 and he said, Heil Hitler. Awesome. Thank you for for just totally destroying being cancerous in the chat. There's always one person that has to do this. And then, oh, no, no, there's a second person. Boom Baby gave $5 and said, please ask Tree the JQ. I'm not doing that, even though I just did it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yikes. All right. So two Nazis and a normal person is what just uh, gave me some money. So thank you guys for that um yeah so I guess on that note we will close out I hope we can do this again tree I had a great time
0: yeah and I I like I said I apologize for the technical difficulties on my end I'm, I'm gonna see if there's any way I can sign in again through this like this is my first time uh on a google hangout but I realized there's a problem so I need to figure this out real soon but thank you so much girlfriend for inviting me I thank really you
1: hadn't... so much I'll see you soon tree okay bye
0: bye